Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. Today we have something we've never really done before. We are talking to a film critic. I want to welcome Martin Carr, who is a Rotten Tomatoes certified film and TV critic to our show. Martin, thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm very good, John. Uh, thank you for inviting me in on the show. And uh, I'm looking forward to having a chat. It's nice to have someone else ask me questions for a change. You know, I... This is going to be interesting because you and I are sort of in the same field with me in this show, and we're in the business of providing publicity, um, whether in your respect as a, as a critic, whether you like a project or don't like a project, you know, it's all publicity in the end. And whether it's a negative review or a positive review, it really does have a positive outcome for everybody involved. So before we get started, tell us first, how did you get involved in writing? Um, I, I guess maybe I, I started, I uh, started watching films. I'm, I'm slightly older than some. So I started uh, around the, the explosion of the, the VHS video market, um, back in the eighties, I was about 10, maybe 11. Um, and I just got swept up with, um, with the whole, um, having your cinema in your front room and, and being able to essentially have access to to films which you wouldn't otherwise have, exactly, uh, and it, it it sort of became an obsession, and it, it sort of yeah t- tended to take over things. And this is more of an extension of that, I guess. And a lot of people don't know this, but when VHS uh, won the VHS Betamax Wars, where a lot of people are like, mm-hmm. "What the hell is that?" But anyway, when a movie came out from theater to VHS release, it was a hundred bucks. Uh, that's how mm. crazy it was. It was like a hundred dollars here in the United States to buy a film newly released on VHS. Now, as I mentioned, you are a certified Rotten Tomatoes critic. A lot of people, mm. when they go to Rotten Tomatoes, which is like the number one site for reviews, they will read reviews, but they don't really know what goes behind their selection of someone to become a certified Rotten Tomatoes reviewer. They have really strict standards in place, which a lot of people don't know about. So why don't you tell our audience what those standards are and how difficult is it to become a Rotten Tomatoes critic? Um, so, I mean, I personally, I also, I had to look this up because I was looking at um, the, the critical criteria some, some years ago. Um, so they've got four standards. They have, uh, uh, they have insight, uh, which is, it's to do with um it's to do i think with like the quality of um the content in terms of um have you got a distinctive voice yeah. um and have you got um a certain perspective and it's sort of about having a measured and and sort of knowledgeable perspective on a film or a television show yeah. um you also have audience so what they want is um somebody who writes reviews um to have the the widest um, possible audience in terms of their content can get to in terms of their opinion can maybe um, could, can maybe influence people uh, and then obviously you have the others uh, which are more to do with um, the discipline of writing and, mm-hmm. and watching films which is to do with quality uh, which comes down to uh, your grammar your structure your syntax your knowledge of English uh, and how you incorporate that into a review in terms of um, shall we say when you're writing yeah. and what how you go about researching stuff and, and then obviously the final one is dedication um are you consistent do you consistently review for different publications if so what are they and uh and you know do you fit in with 
with the other team, with the other team players, which everybody on the site is, I assume, is is viewed in the same way. Yeah, and anybody out there who wants to become a film television critic, you can't just start writing and and have your articles picked up and posted on an online publication, and then after a month apply to become a a certified critic on Rotten Tomatoes. You you have to do it, I believe, for a minimum of two years. Uh, so you, you do, yeah, yeah. You you definitely have to have the work behind you, and it does take dedication. You got to put to mm. work. You got to rough it out. Uh, and then you apply and hopefully uh, get in. Now you do both film and television. When you're mm. doing, you know, whether it's a film or a brand new television show, do you employ different criteria for those two? Um, I, I guess you do. Um, it because they are essentially, although they, although the 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 gap between television and film is has has sort of got slightly closer together these days. Uh, in terms, I think that's down to production values and and, mm-hmm. and down to um, the the storytelling. So you have um, film and television, as I say, they're close together. Um, but for myself, uh, TV, it, it it's it's a uh, What's the easiest way to describe it? I guess I, I research things the same way anyone else does. So I will, with when it comes to film, I will look at um, the director. I'll look at the stars. I'll look at what people have done previously. Um, I will um, see if it's if it's engaging, if it's interesting to me. Uh, I mean, ultimately, it has to engage me. I can't do anything which. Uh, is boring. I wouldn't do anything just for the money, yeah. um, because that's not why I do it. No um television is more of a commitment because obviously it's longer um films are inevitably max they max out look i believe the irishman is about three and a half hours but mm-hmm. most of them are about an hour and 40 minutes mm-hmm. so it's a it's a lesser commitment uh in terms of um in terms of watching whereas a television show can be up to 10 hours long uh, and it really does it really does require um a different skill set i think and it, it requires more brevity um but still getting the same depth of knowledge and, and sort of uh insight across whereas a film as i say um you can you can reflect on what other the what other films the director has done mm-hmm. uh, what the other films the stars have been in and maybe incorporate that in terms of characters i've created in the past so there's lots of little things yeah um, like take what they've I done do in their past, whether mm. it's a director or an actor, and compare it to that body of work mm. that you are currently reviewing. Now, not everybody's mm. going to agree. So there are almost all the times when you're writing a review, there's going to be X amount of people who have a differing mm. opinion than yours. Uh, now, when you come up a case where the vast majority of people's opi- critics, like yourself, opinion varies from your own opinion, uh, do you feel any kind of pressure when you're in the minority in your opinion um not really i i really don't i i'll I'll put my hand on my heart and i will say that before i write anything or watch anything if i know that i'm going to be covering it i won't read anyone else's reviews um and it's not because i'm i'm precious about my work or um or, or you know i have anything against anybody else who's out there you know trying to make it work and 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 has their own opinion or passionate about what they say it's because I don't want anyone else's opinion to color my judgment oh. ultimately. And that, that's what it comes down to. Um, I want to go into it fresh. I want to go into it. Not I, I avoid any trailers if I possibly can. 
um and i will avoid as much outside influences as i as as any you know as i possibly can with wow before i um, begin anything really. now i have interviewed a lot of filmmakers and actors and they pretty much mm -hmm. all have the the same theme i do not look at reviews um you know because they, they know that people are going to have their own opinions as a critic how do you feel about that that the uh the, the filmmakers the actors don't generally read critics reviews um i i, I sort of I, I can understand it because you know as much as filmmakers and stuff and actors and people actually directly in front and behind the camera as much as um they say that maybe they don't they they don't care uh, I, I think people passionately, I think inherently, they must care deeply yeah. because they're committing, uh, you know, up to five, ten years of their of their lives, especially if you're going from a project which is going from a concept from development and and actually into production. It's, it can be a very long time. So I, I think to a certain extent, people who tell critics or they tell, you know, other people, uh, interviewers like yourself and myself, that they, they don't care or they don't read them. Yeah there has to be a little bit of yeah, it's human there's a nature. bit of porky pie involved there yeah because you, you you've got to care you've got to be passionate otherwise yeah. why are you doing it yeah it's part of human nature to be curious and to see what other people think mm. because ultimately you want your work to be appreciated by the audience uh in any you form do, of yeah. art now how do you you know here we are in the boom the height of the internet internet age uh, everybody's sharing their opinions online from movies to television mm -hmm. shows. You know, how do you view your role as a film critic in this machine, this entertainment industry cog? Uh, how do you view, because you are a part of the entertainment industry, all right? Inside the industry, you may be referred to as press, media, whatever, but everything comes together to make up the industry. How do you view a film critic's role in the motion picture entertainment industry? Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. It's, it's, it's an incredibly gray area and you're going to get, you're going to get a different answer from everybody you ask uh, on this particular question. I think, um, I, I think some people inside the industry would say that, that, that criticism um, in in this form is irrelevant and it doesn't matter. I disagree. Um, I think um, I think critics or, or journalists or, or whatever name you want to you want to put us under in terms of an umbrella. I think I think our our, our opinions are as valuable as we want to make them. You know, I, I think there's no denying if you if you look on. If you look on any, you look at the the amount of entertainment websites. You look at the amount of business which is is driven through criticism, uh, the amount of literature that, that that gets published in the name of criticism. The amount of universities, colleges, schools that 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 create works mm -hmm. and, and academic works, and they, I mean, they, this incorporates such a, a wide gamut of of different disciplines, and and also it can't especially as you you know the amount of effort the amount of work the amount of discipline and dedication it takes to actually get to even my position mm -hmm. to my point and i'm nowhere near where i would like to be because oh. we we're, we're never as good as we want to be right exactly um i think uh, i think you can't get you can't say that doesn't matter you can't say that it's not an important part of the industry because prs reach out to us all the time they offer us stuff and 
we're reliant on them, they're reliant on us. And the industry is reliant as a whole on on on, an, on the opinion. They need to have positive and passionate opinions out there. Otherwise, they're never going to put pums on seats and never going to get box office. Exactly. You know? Uh, you know, my belief, my personal belief is when it comes to public relations, and you and I deal with PR people all day, every day. Uh, mm. Yeah, you promote a project, a film, a television show, whatever. You get the interviews, you watch it, we get screeners, we get to see stuff before it hits the general public. And, you know, we, we share our opinions. In my case, I do interviews, you do reviews. How impactful do you think film critic reviews are for, let's say, an opening weekend to a film? Um, do they make a noticeable difference being in this industry for as long as you have, or do they have little impact? Uh, again, That's a difficult the, one. <laughs> it is a difficult. It, it is a difficult one. But but thank you for asking. Um, honestly, I don't think it makes as much of a difference as maybe it used to. Yeah. I, I think I think because there's such a proliferation of information on the internet and there's so many different opinions. Um out there from from people who obviously run professional sites and, and and make it their business to be part of the industry and everybody else there are so many voices shouting so loudly yeah. that that to try and to try and say that it has as much impact as it as it once did i think would be short-sighted mm -hmm. I, I unfortunately i think so much of of movie bit of the movie business um, is down to numbers. It's down to corporate decision making. Um, in and it, I mean, obviously it has to be, but also, you know, you build your fan. You have your fan bases, um, which the, the the obvious example is the MCU. Yeah. Um, and people will go and see those films irrespective of what the of what someone may write, someone what someone may say, uh, and the the PR machine which surrounds it. Um, where it does make a difference, I think, more more noticeably is is around the festival circuit, mm -hmm. where you've got Sundance and you've got Tribeca and you have London Film Festival. At the moment, you've got the Cannes Film Festival going on. Yeah, I think it's it's more important and more impactful for maybe small indie dramas and and films which otherwise wouldn't get a large audience. Those are the mm -hmm. that's where a critical voice, which uh, which has has an opinion and and has a perspective and can back it up with knowledge which matters i, I think that's where it makes a real difference i completely in the agree industry i think the tempo stuff maybe not so much i completely agree with you when it comes to like the mcu like you mentioned what reviewers say the movie's going to make its hundreds of millions of dollars regardless of how much you know promotion goes into it but when it comes to the independent film industry they are reliant on PR, on reviews, mm. negative or positive. It doesn't matter. They are reliant yeah, on, on on reviews. Now, people might be surprised to know not every film out there has uh, a review on Rotten Tomatoes, for example. When it comes to you, what are some of the personal criteria you use to decide whether, you know what, this film is not even worthy of a, of a review? with with me it, it it comes down to it comes down to uh, not not so much time but i need to be grabbed by the subject mm -hmm. um i need to be um 
maybe it's a maybe it's a, a sophomore effort from a debut director um uh, maybe it's maybe it's a different way of approaching a certain genre or a certain subject um it could be it could be the trailer i know i said i stayed away from trailers mm-hmm. um which is which is true in the main i stay away from the mainstream stuff um but if if i see an indie film or i see some buzz around around um an indie project i will you know i'll search it out i'll campaign to do it um i did that for coda um which obviously it made made a a bit of a a splash a few years ago at the sundance festival um and also i watched after sun which is uh, london film festival yeah. And that that was they were amazing films. Um, but in terms of how I, I I'm very random, and I'm lucky enough that I can be quite random because um, films aren't really the thing I focus on primarily um, in terms of in terms of my reviews. Is, so I can pick and choose. You, so much. you would say TV is more of what you prefer? Um, I I do because because I I think because i find it i don't it's not that i find it more interesting i i think that because there's there's ultimately there's less competition for television reviewers than there is for film reviewers i think that's what it basically comes down to but it's also the fact that as i said right at the beginning what i think i think the 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 gap between um film and television in terms of quality in terms of storytelling and in terms of production values all those things which you know are on the top tick list in terms of of what you would expect from a film are now very much present in in television Uh, and i don't see it i don't see the drop-off i mean there is a tremendous glut of content Mm -hmm. um but um, and the bottom line for that is that tv shows Mm -hmm. are a lot more expensive uh, to produce, yeah. you know, you're talking about yeah. little mini movies, uh, but anywhere from 42 mm. to 60 minutes, and you're going to have at least six to eight episodes in a season. It's it's beyond the reach of the independent uh, filmmaker right now. It, it it is an interesting point. I I I read somewhere. In fact, I read several places. Um, Prime Video just released Citadel, which is making mm-hmm. a big splash because it's yeah. executive produced by the Russo brothers. Uh, word around the campfire is that made that that cost fifty million dollars an episode after reshoots, and that's that's a ten episode show. So you, you do the math. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I heard the the Lord of the Rings uh, show on Prime as well was somewhere close mm. to the billion dollar mark. I don't know if that was accurate or not, <laughs> but that's crazy. Yeah. Now let's talk about. It, it is crazy, but it's all on the screen, John. It's all on the screen. I know, I know, and most of that is in post-production let's talk about genres okay everyone uh has their favorite genre that they appreciate more than other genres uh, do you stay away from certain genres because you know you don't enjoy them and they might influence and solicit a negative review from you that is biased because you just don't like that genre I'll tell you a little secret. I am, I am, I'm a, such a lady of such a girl when it comes to horror films. I, I am so squeamish. You wouldn't believe it. So, and I was having a conversation with my brother who can sit through anything and watch anything. And I said, look, I feel like I'm missing out on, on, you know, on having a critical opinion on, you know, a very important genre in, in cinema. And he's going, look, it's, it, 
just because I can do it doesn't mean everything, everyone can do it. And I'm like, I, and because I don't have that breadth of knowledge, I can't, I can't watch a horror movie because I, I don't have, I don't have the Rolodex of information in my mm -hmm. head to go, oh, that's relevant to that's relevant to that, relevant to that, and track it back through history if I wanted to. Okay. And because I don't have that, I can't, I can't say that I, that that's the thing I stay away from, um, because I, I physically can't. <laughs> I, that makes perfect sense, and I applaud you for, yeah. for saying that. Uh, horror is at a real high right now, and it has been since, I mean, COVID. COVID, surprisingly, when COVID hit, uh, horror viewership skyrocketed uh, for some reason. You would think it would, you know, go down. It didn't. It, it skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you have to be a fan of cinema, TV, to do what you do. Uh, yeah. Is there a way that you remove the fan aspect and try to be as objective as possible when you're doing a review? Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, I, it, it's funny. I'm I'm not a fan of any one. Like again, go back to the MCU. I'm I'm not a, a fan of superhero movies. Um, which you know, people will argue maybe they're not superhero movies. <sighs> if you want to go into the subtext, another another conversation, another time. Um, but yeah there's there's it's nothing i um there's nothing sorry I've, I've completely lost my train of thought can you repeat the question sorry no 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 problem it's about how do you remove the fan aspect when you're watching a film let's say it you said you're not yeah. a big fan of superhero movies let's say you are watching mm -hmm. a, a, a series a project whatever that you are a big fan of and you want to do an objective mm -hmm. review do you have a process of removing that fan aspect when you're watching it yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, for me, it's, it's, I, I, it's, it's about the technical stuff. So I know about screenplays. I know about story. I know about characters. I know. Uh, I, I've watched enough bad films to know what a good film looks like, and and that's something else which is really important. I think you need to, you need to go and watch. You know, there could be an argument to say that there's no such thing as a bad film, but I've I disagree. There I there is, too. and there are they yeah. are out there, but they can be a pleasure as much as anything else. Um, so you need to go out there, and you need to fundamentally know, I think, what a what a bad and a good film look like. Um, and I'm I know all the technical stuff, you know, and for me, um, it's how you approach a rom com differently. For example, mm -hmm. um. There's a perfect example is there was a TV show that I watched, uh, which is on Paramount Plus at the moment called The Flat Share. Mm -hmm. And that is a rom-com, but it's not. It's about two people who can't afford to uh, rent a, a, their own flat in London. So they share it at, at different times of the day. And that's it. And the rom-com comes together because ultimately they, they're not communicating face-to-face. -face. It's a really clever way of doing a rom-com. Um, so it's not about the whistles and bells of the show. And the technical stuff. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan enough of any one genre to be blinded, uh, and from my opinion, to be biased. Ultimately, that is awesome. I can't believe we're almost at 25 minutes. Martin, thank you so much uh, for coming on here and sharing a part of this industry that, besides the reviews that people read, they really don't know what's under the surface. And I hope that the people that are going to watch this and the days to come really get that insight because i feel a lot has been shared i want to thank you for those of you guys that are interested in reading martin's reviews are available on his site martincar.co.uk 
His reviews are also on major publications, like we got this covered, and it's also on, we have some of his stuff on our publication, Dead Talk News, and a lot of other publications. So his work is out there. Check it out. You can see it all on his website. Martin, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for doing what you do. I want to thank our audience, those of you who are tuning in this afternoon, if you're in the U.S., uh, and those, the majority of you who will be watching this later on. Martin, thank you again. On behalf of Martin and myself, stay safe. Good afternoon and stay walking. Bye, everybody.